Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. We are specifically part of a legacy that starts with Stanislavski. And I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but you are now two degrees of separation from Stanislavski because Stella Adler was the only teacher in the English-speaking world that studied with Stanislavski. And, of course, I studied with Stella. So you're now, you know, you're now in the direct lineage of Stanislavski. So anyway, I pass this stuff on to you. Okay, for your enjoyment. So this sense of epic, the sense of big, the sense of size is something that has gone out in the realistic theater or there are no actors to play it. But it is big time. It has to do with limitations on the part of the modern actor who doesn't know how to express an idea in language that is not iambic pentameter. Therefore, the search for this big actor. Look at the men that he's dealing with. He's dealing with Nietzsche, darling, not with some goddamn foolish woman there that's telling you you've got to be programmed. He's dealing with people like that. He's dealing with people with Swedenborg. He's dealing with people that understand him and their problems that are your problems. But these are the big people that are understanding it. I don't level with them. Don't level with these people. See what they have to say. For Christ's sakes, don't bring everybody down to our level. I know. Ah, the good old days. So here's the thing, and this is something that really has kind of hit me, that it's very, very difficult for us to stop using just our frame of reference. I think I had this with Caleb yesterday. We were working on a monologue from a William Inge play uh, called... um, dark at the top of the stairs. And so he had read the whole play and knew that this character would eventually commit suicide. And Caleb's immediate response, I abuse my students constantly, but I think it's important to make these mistakes because they become everybody's mistake. Caleb's response was to immediately decide what was going through somebody's mind that committed suicide. And it's almost a normal thing. Oh, he committed suicide. I know he must be depressed in this scene. Or I know if he's committed suicide, then he's grabbing on for one last straw in this scene. And this is just this tendency that we have to immediately go to our frame of reference. And if I stopped you, I'd say, how many different reasons do you think there are for a person to commit suicide? And, you know, you'd get the books on it. So you, you'd say hundreds. Good. Okay. So, you, you know, but that's the thing. It's like we leap so quickly to our frame of reference. And so that's one of the issues. And I, I just have it. It's very, very difficult for us to fight this tendency to leap to a frame of reference. It's it's like, I don't know, we go nosediving to it. Um, We have, 
uh, if I say the wife of an alcoholic, immediately I know how to play wife of an alcoholic. So what Stella was talking about, that because of this, we begin to limit ourselves. Because we limit our frame of reference. And this is when we find out that research profoundly affects our work. Because, and, and, and here's the thing that's important about it. If you look at every, I'm abusing Caleb today, which, you know, makes him know I love him. He was re, He's also working in class on a character in um, Angels in America. And so he said, I was reading the play and it's like, oh my God. She had a miscarriage. And he said, I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, now I've got to build a miscarriage. And so I stopped him. And, I, and, and this to me is really important. You must begin to look at the text and look at the play as yet another opportunity. I try to get actors to change when they ask me, do I have to build that? To say, no, you get to build that. And that's the thing that I think is important about research. I think it affords you fabulous opportunities. It's every fact of a play is an opportunity for you to explore acting. It is an opportunity for you to look at something. And I don't know, maybe it's a mental thing where you say to yourself, ooh, wow, imagine playing a young Nazi. It is an opportunity for you to, man, to explore another world, to go into, I mean, this is what's so exciting about what we do. One of the things that I think that is a problem for us is that we lose a sense of the fact that what we're talking about is a big idea. And by big idea, I'm talking about a cosmic idea. I'm talking about an idea that you say this has lasted for all times. It is the reason doing great plays takes them out of being a museum piece. It's because the ideas that have existed have existed since the Greeks. I mean, we are still trying to sort out the same things that Socrates was, that Euripides was, that it's, it's like, who is man and how does he fit into things? And so one of the reasons that I, I, I urge you all to move out of making decisions based on your experience is because you are part of this huge idea, and part of our job is to come up to the size of the idea. And so that's, uh, it's one of the reasons that I think it's important. She is not just a wife. Although, there is this wife that exists. And the plays are brilliant because they have this kind of it's, it's like you look at this small world, and out of this small world, you s understand something big. And I, to me, that's the important thing. I've used this example before, but it suddenly came to mind, so 
I'll bring it up again. It is like for, do you know who Jesus was, anybody? Okay, so he started this religion. Anyway, but the interesting thing about, yes, I know, and I think it'll catch on. But at any rate, one of the things that's interesting in the book that was written by God um, oh, wait, no, it was written by somebody else. Never mind. Anyway, but what's interesting to me is that these huge religious people taught by stories, you know? And, and to me, that's really important to understand parables. And so this parable about the Good Samaritan, this parable, about the man and, and the eunuch or some damn thing, you know, I mean, and out of these parables, we were supposed to get this big idea. And there are these little stories. So in an odd sense, that is what we're doing. What does work is this mission we have where we are going to do this play and we are going to do this part. We are going to represent this idea. So it tells me that part of my job is I have to figure out what it is I want them to understand. And, and man, I'm telling you, you go into it and you have to with, I understand something you don't understand. But when you, when you see me in this play, you are now going to understand something you didn't understand before. And that's really our job. Our job is not just to say the lines and having intelligence line readings. Our job is to make them understand something they did not understand before. And that's when we're successful. You know, if you look at a play, what you want to walk out with is having been profoundly affected by and it's because of the actor's relationship to everything. Hey everybody, it's Walker Vreeland, producer of I Don't Need an Acting Class. The podcast is conceived and hosted by Milton Justice, and our music is provided by Jeffrey Keezer. So the second session of Milton's script analysis class beginning on March 2nd is now full. However... There will be a third session beginning on April 20th. So if you're interested in signing up for that, just email us at questionsformilton at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And thanks so much for listening.